0: Welcome, we are kicking off a brand new series today called Slaying the Giants, and uh, real, real excited uh, about this new series we're going to be in for the next uh, five weeks. Let me give you kind of the framework, the backdrop uh, of this series. Before I do that, though, I want to give a big welcome to our our Poughkeepsie campus, all of our Valley Poughkeepsie folks that are joining us, also those that are joining us online. Uh, Our online campus, not uncommon at all to have almost 200 devices. That's more than one people oftentimes, one person gathered around there uh, a device but not uncommon almost 200 uh, devices that log in for our online campus. So wherever you are, we just want to welcome you. Uh, we're so glad that you're a part of the Valley family. And so this is a new series called Slaying the Giants. And let me give you the framework now. Uh, God has used Moses to deliver the people of Israel, uh, the Hebrew people, out of the bondage of Egypt. And for 40 years, they've been wandering around the wilderness. Uh, now they come up on the promised land that God has given to them. He said, I'm going to give you this property, this land, these boundaries. And, and so so uh, Moses sends some spies into the promised land to just see what's going on there because it was inhabited. Uh, and, and that's where we want to pick up the story. If you have your Valley app, I encourage you to go ahead and open that up and follow along with us uh, because we're going to be giving you some great notes that are really going to be tools uh, over the next five weeks in this series that are going to help you to slay those giants that we're going to be looking at, that every one of us really is going to face at one time or another in our life. So in Numbers chapter 13, Uh, Beginning in verse 26, the Bible says they came back to Moses and Aaron, these are the spies, Moses and Aaron, his his brother, the high priest, first high priest of Israel, and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. And there they reported to them that the whole, uh, they reported to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. So they come back and they show him this incredible fruit that is in this promised land. And then the Bible goes on and says, and they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Now, that could be really good news unless you're lactose intolerant, and then that's not good news at all. Yeah, it's just a big bad stomachache for the rest of your life. Okay, relax. It's a joke. But it does say it's flowing with milk and honey, uh, and, and here is the fruit. And they're like, can you believe this? This is the land that God's promised to us. Look at this fruit. It goes on and it says, but... But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. Now, why did they mention that? Anak was known in those times. He was a giant, and his descendants were huge, giant people. And so they're literally saying, the cities are fortified, they're very, very large, look at this fruit, but, but you know what, these people are very powerful, in fact, they actually have giants in the land. So when, when they referred to the descendants of Anak, everyone understood, oh no, there are giants in the promised land. It goes on and says, and the Amalekites live uh, in Negev, which again, these become sworn enemies of Israel. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Termites, the Amorites, I mean, Termites aren't in there, I'm sorry. Uh, The Amorites, I was on a roll, uh, live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. So they're naming all these ites, all these that that, that are going to be their enemies, that they're going to have to literally drive out of the promised land that God has given to them. And it goes on and it says, Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses. Caleb and Joshua were two of the spies, two of the 12. So 10 kind of came back with this bad report that we just read. They're giants, all these ites, you know, and all this. But Joshua and Caleb came back with a very different report. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. We can certainly do it. We can certainly do it. And so think about this. The Bible is full of all kinds of promises. But you know what? There are always going to be enemies and hurdles and challenges that you and I have to cross and navigate and have victory over to receive all the promises that God has for us. Just like the promised land itself. There were some giants in the promised land. And Caleb, and and you can read the rest of the account, Joshua had a very different perspective on the giants that were in the promised land. They believed that God would give them victory, and they're the only two for that entire generation that ended up crossing over into the promised land and experiencing all the good that God had for them. And so two things are really clear about the future, about your future and my future. There is abundance, and there are also giants. Well, I tell you, Valley family, you know, pretty amazing. Just last week, we had a record high attendance uh, for in the 43-year history of our church. And, and, you know, sometimes people are like, well, you know, I, I don't know, in church, we shouldn't be so into numbers and all that. There's only one problem with that. There's a book in the Bible called Numbers. God's into numbers. God is into numbers. You know why God's into numbers? Because every number represents a person. And so God is into numbers. There's a whole book in the Bible, in the book of Acts. He numbers how many people receive Christ day after day because everyone represents a life. Last week, we had 1,081 people in attendance with, with all of our campuses, across all of our campus last, uh, last weekend. 1,081. just Just absolutely remarkable when I think about it. In fact, uh, for many of you, you'll be viewing this on Sunday, it, it get a little nostalgic because May 20th, actually, uh, that's my 28th anniversary here at Valley Christian Church. 28 years that I've been a pastor here since I was ordained at Valley Christian Church. May the 20th, 1990, and when I became the senior pastor in, in 1993, it was about 120 people and so you can just imagine 120 at Easter, it actually was. It was less than that on a regular basis. Now, now to just see on a, on a, on a <laughs> holiday weekend, really, Mother's Day, 1,081. Just absolutely mind-blowing to see what God has given to us, what God's done in and through the Valley family. But here's the thing. I believe the best is yet to come. We ain't seen nothing yet. But one thing that you and I need to be uh, aware of and recognize is this. Two things, really, about our future. God has abundance for us in the future. God wants to bless us abundantly, and at the same time, there are giants. Every promise, there's a giant that has to be overcome. And so what does abundance look like for you individually and for us collectively as a Valley family? Well, abundance means freedom from everything that winds you up, binds you up, and grinds you up. Everything that winds you up, binds you up, and grinds you up. God wants to bring us freedom. There's a purpose and a power when we partner with Jesus Christ. For everyone who has received him as Lord, there's a purpose, and there's there's a provision, and there's power. And that's what God wants to give each and every one of us. Because I really believe the best is yet to come. Another verse that I think is so important as we kind of introduce this message series today is Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. Uh, The Bible says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. That's everything that that, uh, winds us up, binds us up, and, and grinds you up. Let us throw off those things that hinder and that sin so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Watch this now. Here's where our focus has to be. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So many times you and I make the mistake of instead of focusing on the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, we focus on our problem. And that's why we live defeated lives. And that's what this series really is all about. Instead of focusing on the giants, how do we defeat, how do we slay those giants? See, Jesus, according to this in Hebrews chapter 12, Jesus cares about you and me so much that he has set the course for your life and for my life. And what we're called to do is to clear the course and to allow our faith to flourish, to to hurdle every obstacle and allow our faith flourish and so over this series I want to give you a quick overview of where we're headed over the next few weeks five giants that need to be slain five giants that need to be slain first of all uh the the giant of fear and you know when I was thinking about these five giants I I was remembering back in I think first grade or second grade Gayhead elementary when I was learning how to read uh, they used to have this system where they called it the alphabet people and every, every letter of the alphabet was like a persona, and it helped us to learn like Mr. M was, uh, Mr. M with the munching mouth, my mouth goes munch, 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 I love to crunch, crunch, crunch. And, and there were all these songs for each one, uh, Mr. H with the horrible hair, Boy, I'll take any kind of hair now. Uh, back in second grade, had some, uh, you, you know. But, but I, I thought about even like giving names to these giants because these are giants that we're going to look at. They're not really that abstract at all. Uh, so, so we're going to talk about fear, uh, Freddie Fear, if you will, today. We're going to look at Freddie Fear in just a minute. And, and then Gary Greed and Barbara Bitterness. And then Christy Comparison, and then we're gonna conclude with Annie Anxiety. And so so uh, we, we wanna just look, li- these, are, these are giants, literally giants, that, that God wants to give us the power to slay in our lives Freddie Fear, Gary Greed, Parper Bitterness, Christy Comparison, and Annie Anxiety. And, and so I, I wanna take some time now and kinda of just drill down a little bit deeper on Freddie Fear, if you will. What is fear? Because, you know what, most of my life, I, I mean, I feel like I have a Ph.D. in fear. For, for the first about 20 years of my life, I was just totally debilitated by fear. Crazy, just inordinate amount of fear. And, and you know, my siblings, which just love me, you know how sibs are, uh, they did all they could to just cultivate fear in my life scaring me, jumping out, doing all kinds of things to just make me more and more fearful. And uh, they thought it was really fun to see Greg just stiffen and paralyzed, you know, when they jump out behind a corner or something like that. Uh, but the fact is, I had, I had some major, major fear issues in my life till I was about 20 years old. And, and really, God, through a series of circumstances, I won't take the time to tell the story now, but, but God really delivered me from it and, and, and gave me tools on how I could slay fear in my life. And so I want to kind of drill down a little bit on Freddie Fear, this giant that so many of us face. When I was coaching high school football, you know, so many times there'd be guys that would get so nervous, you know, on a Friday night before we we go out in a big game or something like that. And they'd be in the locker room, they're throwing up and all this stuff. We had to tell, talk to our players about fear and how to, how to really control it and, and, and manage that and overcome fear. And, and I remember one of the assistant coaches shared this acronym. I'll never forget it. What is fear? False evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. That's what fear is. It's not real. It's not reality. So, so many things that you and I fear in our life, they never happen. Think about 10 years ago, the things you were afraid of, and they didn't happen but spent so much time and mental energy engaged in fear and worry. And I've never heard anyone one time say, you know what, that situation turned out so much better because I spent so much time being afraid leading up to it. It doesn't help. It doesn't help, it's total negative energy in our bodies and it affects, I mean medical science tells us how, how fear just has incredible negative consequences on us physically, uh, emotionally, uh, Bible spiritually. It's so interesting that in the Bible, uh, some scholars have counted up. There's almost 365 times that this phrase is mentioned in the Bible, or some some uh, version of it. Fear not; do not be afraid. 365 days, one for every day of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if there's 366 just for leap year, just so we've got it covered. Here's the thing about fear: fear subtracts from life. And faith expands who we are and what we can do. Fear subtracts from life. It steals from our lives. But faith expands who we are and what we can do. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, when when then the nation of Israel, under the leadership of Joshua, after Moses had died, is, is going into the promised land. Look at what God speaks to him in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be afraid do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go as I said before so many times we focus on the problem instead of the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith Jesus Christ as we saw in Hebrews focusing on Jesus where's your focus Where's your attention on a day-to-day basis? God told Moses, and he makes this real promise to you and me as well, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you. Here's the real mission of fear If I had to sum it up, what does fear do when we embrace fear, when we allow fear into our hearts, into our minds? I think there's three things that that really, I I would put it as the mission of fear. What is is fear trying to do in your life and mine? Here's the first thing, make us angry. Fear makes us angry. So many times when it doesn't turn out the way that we want it, we get angry. And, And so we want it the way we want it, when we want it. That, that's our sin nature inside of us, and, and so fear, when things don't go the way we want them, anger, and so many times, fearful people are also, if you're struggling with fear, guess, what, you're probably also, you struggle with a lot of anger. I know I did, a lot of anger. I, I was an angry young man. I was bound by fear, and the fruit of fear was anger in my life. The, the second one is insecurity, <laughs> insecurity. Man, I I give my wife so much credit. When we fell in love and got married, I mean, even when I say 28 years ago, ordained as a pastor, I was the most insecure person. I was so terribly insecure, incredibly insecure. And it's been God working in my life to make me secure, recognizing that he's with me. And so I don't have to worry about, be obsessed about what people think all the time. Insecurity. This is the the mission of fear. Anger, insecurity, and, and, and here's the third one also. Control. People who are control freaks are really deep down afraid. They're full of fear, and they're full of insecurity, and so they try to control the situation around them. They try to control other people. They try to control the circumstances. They're control freaks because of their insecurity. They try to control the image that they portray to other people. It's not really who they are on the uh, inside. They're angry. They're insecure. And so they try to control what people think about them in every circumstance and situation. And so these are really... The mission that fear has that wants to accomplish in your life and my life. The the giant, Freddie Fear. Freddie Fear wants to make you angry. He he wants to pour insecurity and, and cause you to be insecure in situations all the time. Instead of your security being in Jesus Christ and who he says you are. And then he encourages you, go ahead and control and manipulate and manage your image. Be so image conscious that you're not really concerned about the things that are going on in your heart under the surface. Those are all the results of Freddie fear in your life and in my life. See, the enemy uses fear to oppress us, but God wants to use faith to bless us. Freddie fear. <laughs> the enemy uses fear to oppress us, to push us down, to keep us from ever becoming who it is that God wants us to be. He does that individually. He does that collectively, even as church. But God wants to use faith to bless us. That that when we put our faith in him, then the blessings come into your life and my life. And so I want to give you, real quickly, just just four things uh, about how we can, four tools how we can slay this giant of fear. Freddie the fear. Because Freddie, fear must fall. Freddie Fear must fall. This giant has to fall in your life and my life for us to be everything that God wants us to be and fulfill his purpose and his plan, his destiny for each one of us and for us as a church, as a church family. So so here's the first thing that's so important. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Don't, Don't cower, don't run. Stand your ground. In Exodus chapter 14 Back when Moses, again, previous generation of Joshua, was the leader of Israel. Uh, Look at what Moses said. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. This is when the Egyptian army, uh, you might remember this scene, you know, from the Ten Commandments. Old Charlie Heston did a great job there. The Egyptian army is bearing down on them. Their backs up against the Red Sea there. And Moses says, do not be afraid. Don't don't let Freddie fear in. Don't do it. Stand against him. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. First thing in the, in, in the, in the face of fear, we need to take a stand. Take a stand. Don't give in to it. We, we need to... No, I, I'm not going to give in to the fear that I'm facing right now. I'm going to put my trust in God. Here's the second thing. Pray for peace. Pray for peace. Prayer life is so important if we're going to have victory over the giant of Freddie fear. Of fear. And I love this in Philippians chapter 4, uh, verse 6. It says, do not do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, watch this now, I'll read this and then we'll unpack it a little bit, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this is pretty interesting, prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. There's three parts, if you will, to prayer that's talking about here. First of all, is prayer. It's like in the face of fear. Don't be anxious. and We're gonna talk about anxiety uh, in in, uh, our last week. Do not be anxious about anything. It's it's kind of like a close cousin to fear, anxiety. But in every situation, by prayer, what is prayer? Turn to God. God, I I acknowledge you right now. I'm afraid, and and Lord, I need your help. And, And what is petition? Petition is, God, this is what I'm asking you to do. God, I need your help. I'm leaning into you right now in the face of this fear. I'm standing. God, I need your help. And what I need, what I'm asking as your child, this is what I'm asking you to do, Lord, for me in the face of this fear, whether it's uh, provide me the job that I need, keep my children safe, you know, whatever the situation is. And then with thanksgiving, and God, I thank you that you hear my prayer and that I can trust you. You thank him even before the prayer is answered. Heart full of gratitude. Through prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, present your request to God. God, this is what I'm asking. In Jesus' name, amen. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding. Once you invite God into that situation, see, the problem is we fear because we keep God out. And we need to invite him in. And the peace of God, when we invite him in, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that word guard. It's, it's like a sentinel, you know, like, like we would say a guard in a prison or whatever. It, it, it's literally like when fear comes, God's like, nope, you can't go in there. You can't go into Greg's head because I'm standing guard. The peace of God says, nope, that's off limits. That's out of bounds. You're, you're, Freddie, fear, you're not allowed to torment Greg anymore. You're not allowed to to make his life miserable because of the mental thoughts in his mind. Nope, you're not allowed to do that because I've given him peace. The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Pray for peace. Here's the third thing. Object to the lies. Object to lies. So many times, the, 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 mo, the most powerful, uh, the, the most devastating and destructive lies that we believe are the lies that we make ourselves, that we tell ourselves. And, and we need to learn how to, to ab- reject and object to those lies that are not the truth and believe what God has to say. When God says, be strong and courageous, for I am with you and I will fight for you, that's a promise, that's the truth. Fear says you're all alone, nobody cares, and you'll never make a difference. This is the end. And we need to object to those lies. I love this in Philippians 4, just a little further down from where we were just looking. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 puts it this way. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do all things through God who gives me strength. Now, now what does that mean? Can I go into the gym tomorrow and bench press 500 pounds? Well, no, that's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about like I am I, Superman. What is doing that? I can do all this. Well, do what's this? Everything God has called you to. Everything God has called me to and, and created me for, I can do every bit of it. Everything that God expects of me in, in terms of following his instructions and obedience. I can obey God's word. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. And I can slay the giant of fear for the purpose that we're talking about today. Not through my own strength, but through God, through Him who gives me strength. And, and closely related to this, especially on the topic of fear today, fear versus faith, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse five. We can do everything through Christ who gives us strength, and then look at this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Arguments, these are talking about thoughts in our minds. And and because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, I can demolish the thoughts, the arguments, and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God in my mind. I can demolish it. You were created to be a giant slayer. That's who God created you to be. That's who God created me to be as a follower of Jesus Christ, a giant killer. And the Bible says we can demolish, completely destroy, level in our minds every argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, here it is, every thought, every thought that we have to make it obedient to Christ. So when Freddie Fear raises his ugly head, just cut it off through Jesus Christ who gives you strength. We can take captive every thought and make it obedient to Jesus Christ through his power. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What does he want you to do? Take every thought captive and make it obedient to Jesus Christ. He wants you and me to slay this giant of fear. So, we, we need to learn how to stand our ground, pray for peace, object to lies. And then the fourth thing is this, trust God. Trust in God. See, fear can exist when we put our trust in God, when we really trust him. We have to choose a side. Are we gonna choose faith or are we gonna choose fear? Which one? Choose a side. Choose which one you're gonna serve. Faith in God, trust in God, or fear? Fear. Psalm 56, this is a, a verse that my parents taught me when I was a little boy, when they started realizing just how, how deep and uh, entrenched the fear was in my life. They, they taught me this verse, Psalm 56, verse three and four. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, speaking of God. In God whose word I praise, in God I trust, and I am not afraid, what can mere mortals do to me? Listen, I can remember being a lot older than I should have been as a teenager, And and just realizing that that I didn't want fear to, to have this grip in my life any longer. My parents and siblings would be out and I'd say, I'll stay home. I want to stay home tonight. And they're like, all right. You're going to watch TV? Yeah, 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 yeah. And instead what I would do, I would turn every light off in the house. I was afraid of the dark well into my teens. And I would just begin to walk around in the darkness, scared to death. And I would just repeat, at times I am afraid, I will trust in you, God. At times I am afraid, I will trust in you, God. At times I am afraid, I will trust in you. In times I am afraid, I will trust in you. And I just heard my own voice declaring, I trust you, God, I'm scared to death. I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. And step by step by step, God began to lead me into freedom over fear. Probably I'm talking about when I'm like 14, 15 years old. Scared of the dark. Always had to have a little nightlight on. At times I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Trust in God. You know, I I heard it put this way before. I think it's so true about perspective. Just think about this. So far, you've survived 100% of your worst days. Just think about that. Look back over your life. So far, you've survived 100% of your worst days. Put your trust in God. God loves you so much that that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live a sinless life and to lay that life down for you and for me, to purchase our forgiveness through his sacrifice. And he rose from the dead three days later. That's how much God loves you. God is with you by the power of the Holy Spirit. He, he's, he wants to be, if he's not right now, if you've never received Jesus Christ, you can take that step of, step of faith instead of allowing fear to destroy your life and hold you back and keep you down. You can take that step today. That's what the gospel is all about. And the New Testament says it was for freedom that Christ died to set us free. One of the ways that he wants to set you and me free is freedom from fear, freedom from fear. And so, I want to give you right now like like a a few tools. We've looked at fear versus faith. I'm going to give you some general tools just for the rest of this series that that I think are just so important that are going to help us as we look at all five of these these different giants, fear, greed, bitterness, comparison, and anxiety. And and I kind of, I'm calling these uh, daily gospel ninja tips, okay? here we go ready daily gospel ninja tips these are practical tips and tools that that you and i can use that that are so important for us to just take these things into our hearts and and recognize and to move on and at the end of this series and i encourage you now here's the thing listen now these giants are going to rear their ugly heads during this series because they want to keep you down and they want to keep me down and what I, I just want to challenge you to, to really make a commitment to be connected over these next few weekends to the Valley family. Because what's on the other side, God has something incredible waiting for you and for me. In fact, that's the first ninja tip right here. The fruit is worth the fight. The fruit is worth the fight. And don't dial out, don't be disconnected. Even you know, Memorial Day weekend, online campus, if you're traveling, make sure you don't miss it because the fruit is worth the fight. Remember, in the promised land, the spy said, look at the fruit. Look at this incredible fruit. It's a land flowing of milk and honey. Look at this incredible fruit. That was Joshua and Caleb's report. The fruit of joy is waiting for you the fruit of redemption the fruit of freedom the fruit of confidence the fruit of peace the fruit of provision the fruit of hope the fruit is worth the fight the fruit is worth the fight and again like I said from someone who over almost 20 years just just really just my life just wrecked by fear I tell you with God's power and fighting through it is worth it the, the fruit of peace of mind Just having peace is worth it. You know, sometimes uh, in our culture, you hear this statement, right? Well, it is what it is. What does that even mean, by the way? It is what it is. People say, it is what it is. And and so many times in our own lives, you know, we're just like, well, it is what it is. I am who I am. Like, there's no hope of change. There's only one problem with that, the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to give you and me power so I'm not just who I am. That I can become something else, something better, something different, something greater because I can walk in the freedom that Jesus Christ purchased for me. And you can walk in the freedom that Jesus Christ purchased for you. The fruit is worth the fight. It is what it is. Sorry, not with the power and the promises of God. When we choose to fight, there's greater there's blessing waiting for us in that promised land. It's going to be some battles we're going to have to fight, some enemies, some giants that need to be slain. But we can do it. Here, here's the second daily gospel ninja tip. Giant is a matter of perspective. There are giants in land. You know what? That's only a matter of perspective. Something's only giant if you put it up against something smaller. Now, Now, when you look at the giant of fear, man, I'm little. I feel like, just like those spies, they said at one point, those spies of Israel we were looking at, they said, we're like grasshoppers in the eyes of those uh, giants. But you know what? Here's the big question. Instead of comparing it with yourself, compare the giant of fear with God. How big is your God? Probably 10 years ago, I did a series called Biggie Sizing God. Because so many times we just, we just think of God as just this, this small, detached little thing instead of that God is the biggest. He's huge. That all of creation, all the galaxies, they just fit in the palm of his hand. Fear is not a giant to him. Giant is a matter of perspective. Now here's the third daily gospel ninja tip. We can do this together. That's why it's so important, I just encourage you, make it a priority over these next few weeks. We can do this together. Caleb said, we can take the land together. Together we're stronger. Together, when we, when, we, when we gather together as a church family and, and we worship and God's word is spoken and, and we have opportunity to connect and speak in our, and, and share our lives with one another in our short-term groups, in our community groups, we can do this together. You're not in this alone. And if you feel alone, that is not the way that God created you. We can do this together. Together, you and I, are a giant killing team. Together, you and I, the Valley family, are a giant killing team. And so over the next few weeks, these giants, I- I'm just telling you, they're gonna try to taunt, they're gonna try to tempt, they're gonna try to torment, and they're gonna try to tease. Remember, we can do this Together with God's grace and his power, together. And so, these five giants need to be slain in your life and my life. Freddie Fear, Gary Greed, Barbara Bitterness, Christy Comparison, Annie Anxiety. These giants, with the power of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit living in your life, And in my life and through our lives, these giants must fall. By his grace and for his glory, these giants will come down. They will die. I'm going to ask right now, would you just bow your heads with me and let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your word that gives us perspective, that gives us hope, Lord, that gives us faith. Just as your word says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That your word today gives us faith. Our faith grows and is strengthened. Father, I just ask for your grace right now to be poured out on every single person listening today. Lord, in the Valley family over these next few weeks, that Lord, literally by the power of your Holy Spirit, we would slay these giants in our lives, individually and together. Lord, we can do this together by your grace and for your glory. We believe, Lord, the best is yet to come. Right now, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I just want to give opportunity. If you're here and and you're listening to this message right now, if you've never taken that first step of faith to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, Uh, I want to lead you in a simple prayer right now, and I just invite you to repeat these words after me and open up your heart to Jesus Christ right now because the Bible says if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So just repeat this prayer after me right now and open your heart to him if you've never taken that first step of faith of receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins I receive your sacrifice for me thank you for dying for me and I'm asking you today to be my Lord and Savior Jesus guide me direct me instruct me I turn from my sins right now and I choose to follow you From this day forward, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Valley Christian Church located in Hopewell Junction, New York. Please visit us online at valleychristianchurch.net for more information. Thank you.